You're listening to Penguin Tracks on 89.5 KOP in Columbia. On the phone with me is Kim Chadwell. Tell us a little bit about yourself. About me? Mm-hmm. Well, I um, was an orphan, or I guess I still am an orphan. I was the youngest of six children, and my father took a shotgun one day and came down the gravel drive and shot my mother and all six of us were taken and put into foster care and eventually an orphanage. And while in the orphanage or in foster care, I was tied up with ropes and put in closets and I was smothered and thrown so hard one time that my femur was broken. And I had a lot of trauma happen to me when I was young and then uh, was eventually adopted by a family that I think initially had good intentions, but over a period of time, it became extremely controlling and I landed into adulthood with a lot of resentment and confusion about who I was and who I could trust. And and so my journey has been very difficult, but God has given me many answers and many victories. And I had a vision, which is actually in the book, Mm -hmm. that I had an illustrator do the pictures for. And and I'm doing okay now. Tell us about your new book, Dripping in Grace. Well, Dripping in Grace is the journey of um, the subtitle is The True Story, of past horror, present healing, and permanent grace. And so when I landed into adulthood, I, like I shared, I had a lot of resentment and hurt, rightfully so. I didn't know who I could trust. I didn't know what was what, but I knew that I was free from the abuse and trauma that I endured at the hand of many people. I was not allowed to eat. You name it, it was done to me. And one thing that I did do, though, is I searched for God, and I had been hearing words and a voice for a very, very long time. I didn't know who it was. Sometimes I was told where to hide, where to go. Mm -hmm. And as I began to mature as a Christian, I began to understand that I had been hearing the voice of God. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a vision one particular day when I was reading the Lord's Prayer, and I got a clear understanding about forgiveness, because you see, I felt like I had forgiven, I felt like I'd moved on, but I realized that I had not really addressed the depth of forgiveness according to the command of the lips of Christ. And Dripping in Grace is my journey that I had the past horror, I went through a journey of present healing, and then I live in permanent grace because I understood the true definition of forgiveness that many, many believers, and those in leadership even in the church, don't understand. How did you know God was talking to you? Mm, I get asked that a lot. I was just asked that yesterday. (sighs) I think that when you seek God Mm -hmm. and you ask Him to speak to you and you spend time in prayer and you turn your thoughts over to Him, He speaks to you. And it's really hard to explain. It's just that you know. You know it's Him. And You know, just recently, a couple weeks ago, I was in a difficult situation. It wasn't anything horrible, but just something I was dealing with. And I said, Jesus, if you were here right now, what would you do? Hmm. And I heard immediately, I would praise my Father. I would thank Him for this day. I would dedicate my words to Him today. And then I would go and encourage so-and-so. And I knew it was Him. You know, I, I don't hear words, go murder, you know, go kill. <laughs> if you hear, hear something like that, that's nonsense. Yeah. But I think that when we give ourselves over to him and ask him to speak to us and be willing to hear, it's amazing what you hear. And I tell people to keep a notebook mm-hmm. because you'll know. You, you just know. 
I always get confused whether it's God talking or it's something that I want God to say. Hmm. That's a good good question, Jill, because it's true. You know, is it our desires or is it God speaking? And I think when we stay in the scriptures and we stay death to self, which is the journey of the Christian, is to put ourselves last, Mm -hmm. that it not be what we want, but that we want to hear what God wants. And if we're willing to step back, because sure, I could do all kinds of thoughts that benefit me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, can't we all? Yeah. Um, But it says, you know, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, so wait, because it will come to you when it's of God. And when you're praying, just pause and listen, and you'll just be amazed what you hear. And, you know, I've had people say, you know, how is it you hear from God? And I say, look, God is no respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. If I can hear from Him, you can hear from Him. But it could be that my spiritual disciplines could be a little bit more Mm -hmm. in-depth. You know, you're not going to hear from God when you're doing five-second prayers and 10-second or one-minute, two-minute, five-minute Bible readings. Mm -hmm. You know, I get on my face before the Lord at length, okay? And I'm not saying that to build myself up, but let's Mm -hmm. say this is an illustration I use. Mm -hmm. You know, if I were to go into a gym, Mm-hmm. And you go in, you see these little twig people all buff, you know, and they got the three grapes on the counter and a little little protein shake and walk around and they're all buffed out and they don't have an ounce of fat. And I walk in and I, I say, you know, I want to get in shape. And they say, okay, I want you to write down everything you eat. Mm-hmm. And I want you every day to do this exercise and then twice a week. Da, 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 da. It's all these disciplines that got them to that place. And you go watch those bodybuilders that look extremely um almost ridiculous, but they have built their bodies extremely. Mm -hmm. That didn't just happen. That was a superb example of a lifestyle of discipline to get Mm -hmm. there. Discipline their eating, discipline their exercise, you name it. Okay, so let's apply that to the spiritual walk. You know, I've done an article about this. Nobody even brings their Bibles to church anymore. They put it up on the screen. They don't even give you time to look it up for the ones that do have your Bible because they've already read it and quoted and pulled it off the screen. They've already moved on. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to bring our Bibles to church. We rarely are reading our Bibles at home. We are definitely not memorizing the Bible, the Scripture. How much time are we spending in prayer? Mm -hmm. But then we want these supernatural events to happen, just like me. You know, I love to go in and get on the scale and have an experience um, extremely great, um, was it body fat ratio and all that? Yeah. I fail all that. You know why? Because I like to eat. Yeah. I admit it. Okay. I like to eat and I don't have all the disciplines, even though I want it. So the same thing is with this. And so when you get into the spiritual disciplines and that's daily Bible reading, mm-hmm. daily prayer. And as you do that, and give that time to the Lord, and dig deeper. The Word says to seek. There's only over 700 times we're told to seek. Mm -hmm. We're to knock. You know why? Because there's a door. Why? Because there's a room. There are things and revelations that will be told and given to those who seek. And I continue to say, Lord, reveal to me. My wisdom, the, the world's wisdom, man's wisdom, is just foolishness to you. It's your footstool. Tell me more. And don't ever underestimate that there is so much more than any pastor could tell you, any person could tell you, any Bible study, any seminar, any book can tell you more than what God himself can reveal to you. What would you like people to take away from this book? 
What I would like people to take away from with Dripping in Grace is this. Forgiveness comes down to one word. Mm-hmm. And let me share with this before I share with you the word. You know, I've had ex- extreme abuse in my life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have had abuse or hurt. You know, for someone to say, well, I didn't have abuse or I didn't have that. And let me give this illustration. If I were to have a, a large cut on my arm and you had a smaller cut on your arm, both bled, they both mm-hmm. bleed, they both hurt. They both need the same antiseptic. Mm-hmm. One may need a little bit more attention, but the same antiseptic is used, the same wrapping is used, and mm-hmm. the same healing process is used. So no one can ever say, well, I don't need to understand forgiveness. My life's been good. I haven't had that stuff. I had great parents. I had this, da 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 I have a great marriage. But I can tell you, anybody, Christian or non-Christian, at some point, is going to have to deal with the issue of forgiveness, whether it's forgiveness of adultery, of theft, of um, mistreatment at a job, abuse in the past, horrible treatment of a neighbor, someone who's cheated and robbed you blind, mm-hmm. um, marital problems. I mean, whatever it is, we're going to have to deal with forgiveness. And so this is what happens. It comes down to one word, and that's choice. It's not about how much you bled. It's not about the abuse. It's not about that perpetrator. It's not about the money you lost. It's not about the adultery that happened in a marriage. It's not about that. Well, it is that that's what happened to us. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it comes down to one word. It's our choice to obey the command of Christ off of his lips. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And this is the thing. I have heard many people, even Christians, even people in leadership say, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Mm-hmm. I'll forgive, but I won't speak to them again. Okay, I'll forgive, but i tell you what, I'll just see them at Christmas. I'll, I'll forgive, but I am not sitting at that table with them. I'll forgive, but I'll forgive, but. Yeah. That has nothing to do with forgiveness. Those are degrees of toleration. Forgiveness means you are willing to share heaven with that person. Forgiveness means that you want them to greet you at the gate. Because you have to understand this. Three hung that day. The humble, the holy, the prideful. One said, huh, if you're the son of God, get us all down from here. Mm -hmm. And another one said, Lord, remember me. Because you have to understand that person that's hurt you, that abuse abuser, if, whatever that wound is that you're carrying and haven't been able to cross over or get rid of, that person, even at the last point of their life, can remove the mask, the oxygen mask, and say, Lord, remember me. I, I've hurt so many people. Please remember me. Uh, flat line. That person could be the one greeting you at the gate. Are you going to be the one that walks up? I don't want to go in. No, thank you. We have to understand the person who's hurt us the most can receive the greatest grace. And when we can say that prayer, and that's what changed my life, 
because I felt like something was missing. I had been to Bible college. I was raising my children in church. I was a Bible teacher. I was a leader. I had it. I was overcomer. I was doing great, but I always felt like something was off. I felt like I stood out. I just couldn't put my finger on it, but I just, I felt like learning more would do it, and I learned more, and I got more in the Word, and I grew. But as I did that, I started working on myself, and that's when I realized I had not really forgiven to the point where I wanted to hold hands and walk into heaven with so-and-so. Or, and that's what I did, and I didn't have a complex or flamboyant prayer. I just prayed, help me to love her, love him like you, and help me to share heaven. And I wept, and it hurt, but I got set free. And so what I want people to understand and take away from this book is when you clearly understand the depth of forgiveness, there is a blessing. I've had people call me from all over the world weeping and and the messages, and I'm like, Lord, what what is it about this book? I'm just an orphan girl. You know, my daddy died a drunk on the courthouse steps on a bench. Who am I? But what it is is the Lord showed me a revelation, which I, I found an illustrator that drew the pictures for me, of the vision to help me understand forgiveness. And I really believe that forgiveness is the ultimate hurdle for man. It's above temptation. Because, you see, we have scriptures to help us with temptation. Flee from the devil. He'll flee from you. Oh, you'll never be tempted beyond what you can bear. Forgiveness comes down to the obedient choice to do it, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what we think, regardless of what it cost us, regardless of what we lost. And then suddenly, and this, this is what I was going to share, I've gotten all these calls and messages, but what's happened is I've had people say, my ministry has exploded. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't explain to you what's happened in my life since I've done those steps in your book, because there is a tremendous um, blessing on the other side of forgiveness mm-hmm. when we do it fully and completely. Tell us a little bit about the Kim Chadwell Ministries and about your blogs. Hmm. Well, my ministry is, I'm very focused. I have uh, set my foundation on Isaiah 58, and that's a very interesting chapter. It's a chapter on fasting, but a lot of people miss that there's a set of instructions with a set of promises, set of instructions, set of promises, set of instructions, set of promises. And Kim Chadwell Ministries is based on Isaiah 58, and that is to feed the poor and to help the homeless, to help the poor wander, set the, set, the, set the captives free, that we are to give shelter. And so that is the basic foundation of the ministry, is to help the least of society. And then my blog is um, topics that the Lord gives me, and my assignment is holiness and accountability. And so anybody that reads or listens to anything I put out, that is sort of woven throughout my topics. And that is to get serious, just like this, this topic of forgiveness, up the bar, get serious in your walk, what's in your home, what are you watching, what's entertaining you, what are you reading, what do you listen to, who are your friends? Not that we can be friends as an influence, but who is in our inner circle influencing us? So that is the, the basic in a nutshell of who I am and what the ministry is about. What are you currently working on? Ah, I'm currently working on a Bible study to go with Dripping in Grace 
And then I'm putting out my full Bible study next year. On, it's called uh, Digging in the Word. Mm-hmm. But I have had several people already get small groups together with my book, Dripping in Grace, and use it as a study. And it just triggered, and several of them wrote me. So I am hoping in the next few weeks, it'll be a little bit, may not be able to be before the end of the year, but um, we'll have a Bible study. It's called The Journey, mm-hmm. and it's going to go with the book. And I think possibly next year I'm going to film that study. I'm not fond of cameras. I don't <laughs> care for that, but I've, I, I think I may be doing that next year. Where can people get this book? You can get it on Amazon. It's also on iTunes and Audible and Kindle. Would you mind repeating your official website? www.kimchadwellministries.org. It's my name, kimchadwellministries.org. Is there anything else you would like to add? I'd like to say to someone who's listening that you have felt overlooked, you felt ignored, you felt like someone didn't understand, you felt misplaced, you felt cheated. But I want you to know, a long time ago, I read a verse in the last chapter of Genesis, and I knew this was going to be in my book, because I knew the ending, because I knew where my victory started, and that was where Joseph was talking to his brothers, and this was long after, this was 17 years after they had been saved, and so it had been a total of 39 years since they had done the terrible terrible deed to Joseph, so 17 years after he'd already taken care of them and their families, and they bow down, and they beg him not to kill him, their father had just died, so they thought he was going to be the ultimate act of revenge. You have to understand in the story of Joseph, there are seven times Joseph removed himself from the room for weep, from weeping. And it's naive to think he was weeping tears of joy. Mm-hmm. There had been a lot of pain in his life. He, you know, when he was summoned for Pharaoh to t- interpret the dream, it says he was summoned from the dungeon. His identity had been stripped. He'd been beaten. He'd been a slave. Mm-hmm. He'd been in a dungeon. A lot had happened to this man. And the brothers came to him thinking, now that the father had died, he was, they were going to kill him. He was going to kill them all. And he said this, what you purposed or intended, what you intended for harm, God has intended for good for me, for the saving of lives of many. And it clicked one day. This was a long time ago. I was so hurt, and rightfully so. I'd been cheated I always even put this in the book. I felt like I had been marked on my back, had an X on my back, a bad deck of cards. Why didn't I have a family? Why was I not wanted? Why did I get beaten? Why did I get starved? I mean, I could just go on and on. Why did I get beaten, smothered, and thrown, and bones broken? And I realized in that verse, God could use me to be a leader and save many. So the purpose of the book, is to share the journey that I took, that now, I didn't want, you know, a long time ago, I didn't want to be just a survivor. I wanted to be an overcomer. But I didn't want to be just an overcomer. I wanted to be a victor. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be just a victor. I wanted to be a leader. So now, what you can take away in this book, or from me when you speak with me, or go to my events, whichever, I want to say to people, God uses the least likely. He uses the broken. That's who he's looking for. Because when we're put back together, 
His light shines through our cracks and our scars, and we are stronger than we could ever imagine. So what someone intended to harm you, God has intended it to be where you can save many. So you have a choice for it to break you or make you, and that sounds like a cliche, but it is true. With God's power and help, he is going to make you soar and influence so many people. And I encourage you, the book is eleven ninety five. I make a couple bucks as an author. I'm not going to get rich off this. But this book was anointed by God. I encourage you to get it or listen to it off Audible. And I would love to hear from you after you read it and send me a message through my website because I do read them. Thank you so much for the interview. It was an honor. You have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Jill. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. Bye-bye.